Today's shear is especially dedicated as an Ilu Neshama on the yard site of Mrs. Esther Gutwein, Esther Tzirobas Yecheskel, for whom we have been learning this past year. May the family have an Echama, and may she be a Melitzi Yashara for Mr. Gutwein, Mr. Shmulevitz, for Levi and Malki, and the entire Mishpacha. May they only know from Simchas in the future. So holding by Melach Malav, we had Perech of Be'ez Pasa Gimel. This year was started as a Schusi Lenishmas Yechashkel Shraga ben Avram Yehuda. It should also be a Schusi Lenishmas Moshe ben Daniel, Chaim Elozav ben Shimshan Ayah, and Esther Tzuro Bas Yechashkel, as well as a Schus for Fush Lema, the Chaim Moshe Shur ben Makah Chaim Doi ben Menorachal, and Chano Lea Bas Shein Dorachal, as well as a Schus for all those in the Makam Sakana in and around Eretz Yisrael. So we saw previously that there was three years of peace between Aram and Yisrael where there was no war, although there was a cold war, but there was no active battling. And then Yahishafat comes at the end of the third year to make an alliance with Achav. So Pazu Gimel Vayem Melech Yisrael El Avadov. So the king of Yisrael Achav says to the servants, meaning to the servants of Yehoshaphat, he says, Hayadatam Kilanu Ramais Gilad. Are you aware that Ramais Gilad belongs to us? Ramais Gilad, which was a city in the Chelik of God, that it belongs to us, and it was being held by Aram. And we have been lax, we have been lazy and negligent in recapturing it and taking it back from the king of Aram. So the Radak explains that when Achav speared the life of Ben-Hadda, the king of Aram, so Ben-Hadda promised to return all of the cities that his father had captured from Achav's father Amri. And not only that, but to grant Achav some extra rights in the marketplaces in Damascus. Ramais Gilad, which was in the territory of God, was not included in the agreement because Aram had seized it earlier and prior to Amri becoming king. So Achav merely assumed that uh, he was coming, he was getting that back as well. If he's getting parts in the marketplace, rights in the marketplace, certainly he's going to get back Ramais Gilad. So he didn't demand it outright. Had he demanded it outright, Ben Hadad would certainly have given it to him, but he didn't mention it. So now, after three years, Achav realizes that Ramais Gilad had been a city, a Jewish city, and it should have been returned. So he was deluded by his previous victories, miraculous victories, but he was deluded in the fact that he beat Aram twice, that he can now go to war a third time and he'll beat them again, and this time he's going to take back Ramais Gilad. Radak explains further that till now there was a period of uh, a treaty that he had to up- uphold the treaty that he had made with Ben Hadad, but now that the king of Yehuda was allied with him, so now he felt strong enough and brave enough and bold enough to be able to go to war against Aram. Although Achav wanted the army of Yehuda to join him in battle, he spoke first of of it to Yehoshaphat's servants, as the Pasuk says, he says it to the servants, because he wanted to gauge how Yehoshaphat is going to react. So he mentions it to the servants when he sees that Yehoshaphat is in agreement, so then in Pasuk Dalit, he continues speaking directly to Yehoshaphat. The Mishpat Zayzav adds that Achav wanted to conquer Ramais Gilad as a tikkun for the murder of Navais because Ramais Gilad was one of the Ari Miklat, which was a city that someone who had murdered accidentally would run to. So as a tikkun for his murder of Navais, he wanted to recapture and reconsecrate Ramais Gilad as an Ir, as an Ir Miklat. So Pasuk Dalid Vayoimerel Yaishafat. So Achav now says directly to Yaishafat, Aselechiti la Muhammad Ramais Gilad, will you go with me to do battle to recapture Ramais Gilad? Vayoimer Yaishafat al Manchisral. So Yaishafat answers Achav. He says, Kamaini Kamoicha, I am like you. Kaami Kamecha, my people are like your people. Kisusai Kisusacha, and my horses are like your horses. So Yaishafat is enthusiastic. Not only is he going to help, but he's going to put his full forces at Achav's disposal to be able to go to battle together with him.
The Malbim explains that Yeshafat was offering whatever Achav needed to go to battle with Aram. He's saying, if you need me, if you want me to support you, so kamoini kamoicha, I'm here for you, because we are our brothers-in-law. If you want the support of my people, kami kamecha, I'm putting my people at your disposal, just like they are your own. And if you need resources to do battle, susai kisusecha, my horses are like your horses, you can use them in your battle as well. And the idea being that just like in the future, if I need your help, you'll come to help me, so I am here to help you and assist you in battle right now. The Kliyakar interprets the Pasuk in a similar vein, that Achav was questioning the alliance that he had with Yoshafat, how supportive would Yoshafat be if Achav was to go to battle with Aram? So Yoshafat responds quickly. He says, I'm not going to be like a Messiah, like someone who helps without actually putting forth any, any real assistance, but rather, I am going to be just like you. When you go to battle, you lead your army. I'm going to be there right next to you as if it's my own battle. And that's why Yahshaphat says, Kamaini puts himself first. He says, Kamaini Kamaicha, just like you are invested in this battle as the leader. Kamaini, I am like you. And similarly, that we are in this together, we are relatives, and we are close, we have an alliance, and as much as you are committed to this war, I am committed just as much, and that's why he uses Elashen also of uh, with a chaf, meaning that they're equal, my resources are as, as available to you as if they were your own. The Kisei Nachan explains Yahshavat's willingness to go to battle with Achav, that Yahshavat viewed it as a Melchemist mitzvah. To reconquer the land of Eretz Yisrael is a Melchemist mitzvah. And so Yahshavat was willing to put all of his resources to make them available to be used in a Melchemist mitzvah. The only precondition that Yahshavat had, and, and he says that's why Yahshavat responded with such reasons, that he was ready, willing, and able to put his resources on the line. The only precondition that Yahshavat had, which we'll see next time in Pasuk Hay, is that he wanted to make sure that this was in accordance with the Ratzon Hashem, and so therefore he wanted to ask a Navi to first ascertain was Hashem, did Hashem give his approval for them to go to battle? Because he was a Melch Tzadik and he would not make a move without first getting the permission of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Chemist Anach also deals with this question as to why Yahishafad would ally himself and go to battle with Achav, but he comes at it from a different direction. So we learned last time, why is Yahishafad even befriending Achav? So we learned last time that Yahishafad wanted to be a positive influence on Achav. He saw that Achav was doing tshuva, was mending his ways, and so Yahishafad wanted to help Achav reach a level of tshuva shlema. But the Chemist Anach is bothered by just a practical question. Elio had given this horrifying nevuah, that Achav and Achav's entire family would be wiped out. So based on that, why would Yahshaphat ever go into battle with Achav when Achav has this horrifying nevuah hanging over him that his family is going to die and his family is going to be uh, annihilated, which could very easily happen during the upcoming battle. And we know a concept that when the Satan is mekatreg, uh, when Satan is given reign, so then he has the ability to kill a tzaddik together with the Russia. So even if Yahshaphat is not deserving of death in and of itself, but if he puts himself in a makam sakana with Achav, he's subject to be to be killed or be harmed as well. Why would he put himself in that situation? So the Chemis Anach gives two answers to this. First of all, it's possible that Yashavat was not familiar with the Nevoah. Although it was said to Achav, it wasn't necessarily public knowledge throughout the land. And so it's possible that Yashavat was not aware of it. And had he been aware, he wouldn't have gone. Or the second shot is that since Yashavat saw that Achav had put on sackcloth and Achav had fasted and Achav had, be, had been machnia himself to 
push off the Xera. It's possible that Yeshafa thought that he was Mevatel the Xera completely, and therefore there was no risk of being harmed by going to battle with Achav, because Achav himself had succeeded in, in annulling the Xera itself. And so therefore he wasn't concerned at all, and that's why even later when he gets the Nevuah from Mechiyahu that we'll see, that Achav is going to die in the battle, it's possible that Yoshafat is not moved by that, because again, Achav did tshuva, and so the previous nevuah of the harm that's going to come to him, that, that uh, harsh nevuah of Elio might have been already annulled by Achav based on his tshuva.